USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to Money Wise. Welcome to yours truly, Ray Lance, and attorney Mike Coleman this morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. And also to Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And Pete, you are a investment advisor representative, right? Yes. And that means that you have securities licenses, so you can help people with questions and plans about buying and selling stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, correct? That's right, yep. Uh, pretty much everything uh, that can be traded or um, brokerage accounts, anything along those lines I can uh, take a look at and review, see how your portfolio is really performing, um, take a look at fees that might reduce the performance that you're thinking you're really getting, all of those things. And Mike, you have a law degree and you work primarily in the area of doing estate planning and you also do real estate transactions and Medicaid planning, which I guess is mostly showing people how they can protect assets from a nursing home cost. Correct. Yes, we do all those things. We uh, do wills, trusts, um, powers of attorney, estate planning. We help clients with probate and trust administration. We also do Medicaid work. So if someone's uh, planning to go to a nursing home in the near future, we can help them to try to protect assets. Or if someone has a longer term goal of protecting assets, we can help with that as well. And all of what we're talking about today and all of what we talk about on the radio concerns the important subject of planning, because if you don't plan, you're just not going to accomplish these things. You're not going to protect your family. You're not going to protect your assets. Today, we're going to be talking about the main differences between inflation and recession. So I suspect a lot of people today don't know what recession is and what it means. And is that something to be feared as much as inflation is to be feared? What an awful time we live in economically right now. I think you uh, gave me a stat a few days ago, and I don't recall what it was, but you gave a percentage of how few people actually understood what a recession is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it is a very small percentage of people who understand what a recession is. You asked me, and I knew this from years and years ago. It's just something that you have to learn when you're going to get your licenses. Um, A recession is uh, a period of time where the uh, GDP is down. What's the GDP? Gross domestic product. Okay. And it's for two uh, successive uh, quarters. Okay, and it means that the economy is flattening out or going down. I guess the worst example of the great uh, is the Great Depression. That was certainly a recession, wasn't it? And that got to be a situation where people uh, lost jobs, couldn't support their families. The government had to step in again. So it's it's very much a balancing act between how do we stop inflation, how do we cure inflation. And how do we do it in a way that doesn't trigger a recession? There's a really fine line there. You know, people think that it has to do with the Congress or politics or the president, but it doesn't. It has a lot more to do with the Federal Reserve and how they're handling things, as well as outside economic forces. I mean, if you think about what's happening in the Ukraine right now, a lot of people forget, or maybe they haven't heard, that Ukraine produces a huge percentage of the wheat and grain products that are sold around the world. Uh, That upsets the cost of grain even in this country. It means that everybody who needs to buy bread and everybody buys bread everywhere in the world, it's gonna cost a lot more money because of the grain interruption uh, in Ukraine. So we're so interdependent today that people don't think about that a lot. And I just had to look up because um, I thought that a depression had a defined uh, definition about how many quarters before a recession turned into an actual depression, but it's not really um, clear. It just simply says it's for years. So it's not, I knew that a recession was for two quarters of decline, 
um, but a depression uh, doesn't necessarily say four quarters or six quarters, just mm-hmm. says for years. Yep. So what are some of the other things that are greatly impacted by what's happening in Ukraine? How about the cost of oil, the cost of gasoline? There was a while that gasoline prices went up in the last couple of months, and then a month or so ago, gasoline prices started to go down again, and we thought, great, that's helpful. And guess what's happening now? The prices have shot back up again for gasoline. And I talked about this uh, previously, maybe two or three months ago. Um, it's the, the gas prices, the way that they are right now, is partially because of the Ukraine, but there's a lot of other factors also. And one of the big reasons is long before COVID, um, back in 2018, a lot of the oil-producing companies, not just in the U.S., but in the world, um, really reduced the amount of oil that they were drilling as well as uh, cut back way back on costs for uh, looking for new oil. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is all a product of beginning in 2018 and not just because of COVID and because of inflation and because of what's happening with Russia and, you know, cutting off Russia as much as we can. There are lots of factors, but the most important point I want to make here is that it really doesn't have much of anything to do with what's happening on the political stage anywhere. It has to do with economic factors and how do you keep them all in balance. Um, and I don't know, what are you paying for gasoline right now, Pete? Last I looked, it was $5.35. Well, uh, I have to get uh, 93 because of the car that I have. Ouch. Um, so yeah, it's five ninety-nine a gallon, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 really crazy. There's a gas station right up the road from us that has always been higher. And right now you drive by and you look at the prices there and you wonder how they're even getting anybody to stop and get gas. I guess that they're people on their way to the Cape or something that, you know, it's the closest gas station right off the highway. Yeah, I saw one for $5.99 a gallon for regular gas. I think it was diesel was six ninety nine. a It's a very complicated set of factors. It's a very complicated puzzle. It's not just who's producing the oil products and have the companies pulled back or have people stopped driving as much so the oil companies don't produce as much. How about the tax laws? The tax laws figure into this as well. As an example, we have something under our Internal Revenue Tax Code called the Oil Depletion Allowance. And I always thought it was kind of strange when you think of it. Um, If you have oil wells in Texas, for example, and they're drilling oil out of the ground, they get to take tax credits because they're depleting the oil that's in the ground. And I thought, why should they be reimbursed because they're getting paid for the oil that they take out, but then you have this thing called the oil depletion allowance because they're using up the oil that's in the ground, they're gonna get additional credits for that. I had heard that before, but it's been a long time and I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, it's really like a double dip. (laughs) But when you think about it, what does it cost to drill oil? or to drill for oil, it costs a huge amount of money to, to mount this. And to try to find new oil with you know exploratory um, dollars is a ton of money also, which is why they cut back on that in 2018. And, it, like, and again, it wasn't just one company or a handful of companies, it was, it was basically every company uh, worldwide cut back on looking for new oil. Well, it's, it's a complicated puzzle, as I've said, and a lot of times people think they, they want to complain about paying taxes, and yet, if you're a homeowner, you get special benefits if you have a mortgage on your house, don't you? You can deduct the interest if you itemize your deductions. And that's a form of subsidy that the government gives to home buyers. So in many ways, it's not only good to have a house, but it's good if you have a house with a mortgage on it because you can deduct the, the real estate taxes and you can deduct the, um, the cost of the mortgage interest. Right. Um, and just going back to oil, um, I'm not a fan of electric cars personally. I know that they're, you know, they're fast and they're efficient and they're quiet and everything else. But there was um, a recent study about two or three weeks ago that said, is a, an electric car really less money than um, a gas car uh, in today's world with the price of gas going way up, but also the price of electricity has gone way up. Well, you have to pay for the electricity that goes into the car. And they found that nationwide, there were certain areas that were, you know, a little bit different. But for the most part, it was great if you had an electric car, you were going to save a lot of money. Of course, electric cars and hybrid cars are usually more money than, you know, petrol cars. But mm-hmm. 
But it does make a difference where you live in some respects. For example, the cost of gasoline in California is the highest in the nation. And look how much people depend upon driving cars there. Well, this is not all about doom and gloom, and this is not all about being afraid of things. Um, we still have a, a strong country and a strong laws. And um, if you think back to the time of the Great Depression, uh, when Franklin D. Roosevelt was president, he said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. So we have to have some confidence that our economy is still strong and the strongest in the world, and we're going to get out of this in some fashion. Yep, we always do. It always happens. And sometimes the government does need to step in and do things. I mean, look what happened during the pandemic when we had to step in with certain programs to subsidize businesses and subsidize uh, individuals with tax credits and child uh, tax credits were given. Ralph Waldo Emerson, by the way, once said, always do what you are afraid to do. Now, you got to have some confidence in what you're doing, don't you? This is actually pretty interesting. I'm, I'm seeing this for the first time. It's, a, it's a, called Economic Expansion by Duration, and we just actually went the longest amount of months uh, before having um, a recession um, in history as, as far as they've tracked it. From June of 2009 until February of 2020, 129 months of economic growth um, before we actually saw, um, you know, a recession. So, and the second largest uh, period of time was from March of 1991 to March of 2001, and that lasted 120 months. So, we were due for a recession, uh, long overdue. It looks like. Well, things go in cycles. Uh, the most recent recession we had, uh, the time of the worst economic decline, uh, besides the Great Depressions. But the last one we had was 2007 to 2009. Yeah, the tail end of 2007 into the beginning of 2009. Um, and normally we see a market correction every nine years historically on average. So think about that, 2009 until 2020 um, and 2022. Really at the beginning of 2020 when COVID hit, we saw a decline, but then it quickly skyrocketed again and, and went to record heights again. So really, it's only since like November that we're really in an economic decline again. So we're now 13 years due for, um, or four years due, I should say, over the nine-year average. We're going to take a short break, but I'm still a little bit puzzled, Pete. So when we come back after our break, we're going to be talking a little bit more about which is worse, inflation or recession, and does recession have to follow necessarily from inflation? So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to MoneyWise. You know, every single person in this room today, there are five of us in this room, as a matter of fact, every single person in this room and every single person listening today has been feeling the real negative impacts of inflation. It's all um, hearing from everyone, um, both in person. Um, uh, I was with, I don't know, 10 people the other night outside uh, at a clam boil and the entire time people were talking about you know how they had to pay this much for gas to fill up their truck and sure everybody's talking about how much it costs for everything right now yep. especially gas that's the number one thing but you see it all over social media also we had a slight dip in the rate of recession this past month but it was so little to be kind of meaningless and um it does impact us all We've had a, a couple of shows recently where we've talked about some things that you can do to save money, spend less money, don't buy things out as much as you are that you can do at home, use your leftovers, um, don't drive as much, don't drive as fast. If you follow the speed limit, 
you're going to use about 20% less gasoline than if you're running down the highway at 75 or 80 miles an hour. It's proven. At, well, at the beginning of the year, um, it was nearly impossible to get a flight uh, because everybody was so sick of being home and things being shut down, even though they really opened up a lot last year, but still a lot of people weren't traveling um, until maybe the tail end of last year. But all of a sudden, at the beginning of 2022, it was like everybody wanted to travel. And so it was very difficult to get a plane ticket. Um, as of about a week or two ago, they're saying that um, people trying to book flights have decreased and a lot of people are canceling their flights and canceling their vacations because of how much everything is costing and because, you know, they haven't, they haven't called it a recession yet, but we're in a recession right now. Well, uh, technically and clinically, if you will, no, not quite yet, but we don't want to be in a recession either. So it's a real delicate balancing act that we've got. Uh, Mike, I assume that you're looking at spending more in everything that you're doing. I mean, gasoline alone is nuts. And I find that I'm looking for ways to save money any way that I can. I think we all should. So I think the important thing is you've got to take some action. You can't just sit back and do exactly what you've been doing before. Uh, you need to find ways to spend less money if you can. Well, and not just spending less money, but also we've talked about this many times, and it's the lazy money. Um, you know, I, we still have quite a few clients who like to have a large supply of cash uh, on on hand, and um, we just don't recommend that. And especially now with inflation the way that it is, um, you really need to put some of that money to work for you instead of just letting it earn a quarter or a percent, if that. Yep, it's very bad in the time of inflation. But um, you need to think up some things that you can do. Uh, Rosa Parks, who is very important in the civil rights movement, said, I've learned over the years that when one's mind is made up, this diminishes fear. Knowing what must be done does away with fear. So don't just sit and worry about it. Do something about it. Make a plan. Come see us. Come talk about your investments. Come talk about your estate plan. I think one of the frustrating things for people right now, though, is that they're not spending money on extra stuff. Mm -hmm. It's gasoline. It's food. It's... You know, all those things, those things are going up. And it's not like people have a choice. Correct. You know, so taking their money out of the bank and putting it into an investment account, it's a good idea. But right now, with the way things are, that's not the answer. Well, there's a lot of things you should think about doing. You know, some people think, well, maybe I don't want to do my estate plan right now. But you know what? If you don't do your estate plan, it's going to be a lot more expensive and costly for your family later because you haven't prepared. So these are important, significant things that you can do. Yeah, I will say that a lot of people, it seems, are holding back on a lot of things. I just talked about vacations, but other things, uh, you know, just discretionary spending in general, uh, people are not doing that as much and not spending as much on things that they don't need because the things that they do need have, have increased by uh, so much. But certain things like, you know, investing um, or setting up a plan to protect your family by, you know, uh, doing an estate plan, those are things that should not be put off and, and you should spend the money on those uh, mm -hmm. those things still. Yeah, you need to be careful about um, uh, investing and you know there's, there's room for many opinions on the subject, but uh, money in the bank right now is paying maybe a quarter of a percent interest and the rate of inflation is out of sight. So let's come back to the definition of a recession, Pete. You talked about a recession is simply a period of uh, two successive quarters of what? Let's make some very A specific. decline in the GDP. Okay, which is the gross domestic product, which is the combination of all the goods and products and services sold in the country, right? Correct. Okay. So um, if it's a period of declining economic performance, then that's also reducing the rate of inflation, I would think. You're not going to have rising inflation at a time when you have recession at the same time. So is a little bit of recession good, do you think? It's necessary. And both businesses and government officials and investors track various economic indicators that can predict when we start a recession. There's been a lot of discussion about it lately. 
Somebody will get blamed for it, for sure. Um, and as I said, we did have a recession back in uh, 2007, 2008, 2009. And they're saying that there was a recession at the beginning of 2020. I guess it was technically, but it just didn't seem like it to me. Um, you know, mid-March when people all of a sudden realized that COVID was actually a, a thing and not just something that was staying over in China. Um, it, the, the market certainly took a tumble. But again, it quickly regained, and it seemed like people were spending money more than ever, especially um, with the stimulus money and everything else. Everybody was joking around saying, give me that stimmy, give me that stimmy. I want to go out and buy a new TV or whatever. And, you know, I went to Home Depot as a necessity on Saturday, uh, and I drove into the parking lot, and the place was packed. And I thought to myself, what recession? You know, again, we're not technically in one yet, but we will be shortly. But that uh, might also indicate that more people are doing things for themselves. Could be, yeah. And not wanting to spend money on outside services. Yeah, no, that could be. Although, I don't know, I saw a lot of people buying flowers and things in the garden department. <laughs> well, you have to keep, you know, beauty in your life. You have You have to do something to make life a little bit more pleasant sometimes too, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, they first started tracking recessions and depressions uh, in the mid-1800s, and since 1854, there's actually been uh, 34 recessions. And again, the last one technically was um, early 2020. Which is a lot. Um, uh, well, they, they said also 2007, 2009 was a period of uh, recession. But then it gets worse if it gets to be on a global basis, right? Because Usually it doesn't get restricted to one country. It spreads around the globe. We stop buying things. We stop selling things. Um, a depression is a deep and long-lasting recession. lasts a long time, like the Great Depression in the 30s. And that's what I was saying at the first part of the show, is that I thought that there was actually a defined, you know, hey, a, a depression is four quarters of decline in the GDP. But it says right here, um, which is news to me, um, while no specific criteria exists to declare a depression, um, basically is uh, just a really sustained um, decline. And there's no real definition for how many quarters it is. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the specifics of what it means to people as individuals. Um, the Great Depression lasted a long time. And how did we get out of the Great Depression? Do you remember? You weren't here then, of course. My mother lived through the Depression. My mother used to tell stories about her father would walk to a farm to buy milk, carrying a five-gallon can to buy milk. Can you imagine how heavy a five-gallon can of milk would be? No. Think about how heavy it is to carry a one-gallon jug of milk. And well, they had nothing. Anybody who grew up in the time of the Great Depression, I, not everybody I would say, that's really generalizing, but I would say 75 to 90% of those people you know, became such scrimpers and savers. I mean, I think about my grandparents and anybody in that uh, age group, and my God, they just didn't want to spend anything for the rest of their lives. They just scrimped and saved. Yep. My mom was in that category as well. Um, she didn't throw a lot of things away. She saved uh, plastic bags, everything. But the government also put it into, some, into effect some major economic programs to try to help us get out of the Great Recession, Great Depression, which is, you know, the Conservation Commission, which is putting together the programs that put a lot of people to work on public works projects. A lot of dams were built during that time period and roads. And so the government put money out to hire individuals to go out and work because unemployment was way down. So... Um, we, do, we just can't be afraid of it, but we have to continue to try to find solutions. Dorothy Thompson once said, only when we are no longer afraid do we begin to live. No, and again, as you just said, you can't be afraid of it, and it happens. It's going to happen. You can't have a positive economy um, forever. And, you know, in, in one sense, it might be a good thing because, first of all, um, most importantly, when you come out of a, a recession, you've got a great period of uh, economic boom, typically. But also, um, I think that a lot of people, especially in a younger generation, might take a look at this and say, wow, I really need to rethink what I'm doing and what I'm spending. 
And a lot of people who quit their jobs over the past year are probably thinking, I need to get back to work. Things are getting expensive. Well, what's happening now, too, is a lot of companies are going out of business like forever and will never come back. And I was wondering, what about this, uh, the fact that there's a great countrywide shortage of baby formula? What a horrible thing for people with young babies. They can't feed their babies properly. I wonder if that's a sign of a recession. I know there's some specific causes with that particular company. Well, we're going to take uh, one more break right now and come back in a minute. Stay tuned. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. We're talking today about recession. We're talking a little bit about inflation. Inflation has impacted everybody. I don't care what you're doing. It costs more to buy a car. It costs more to run the car. Um, if you have an opportunity to continue running your car for a while longer, that's a smart thing to do. New cars are more expensive. There's no negotiation anymore when you go to buy a car. There's the sticker price. Whoever thought of paying the sticker price before? Well, welcome back to attorney Michael Coleman and Peter Lance, who's an investment advisor representative. I got my degree in the last five minutes. Well, we'll make you an honorary degree holder today. But thank you, gentlemen, for being here. These are not easy things to talk about. We've had a lot of economic recessions in the past. Uh, we've actually had 12 of them since World War II. And it results in uh, slumps in business, uh, results in uh, inability to find housing at a decent cost. We're certainly experiencing that right now. And it is possible to go from an inflationary cycle to a recessionary cycle. That most, means there'll be fewer jobs and so forth. Most recessions on average last 11 months um, so, uh, since World War II. There's an interesting little chart here that shows uh, the largest recessions um, over the past 100 years only. Um, the Great Depression was 1929 to 1933 with a GDP drop of 12.9%. Now that is the second highest. The highest is actually 2020 where the GDP dropped 31.2%. Uh, but of course that quickly went right back up again. It lasted a very short time, didn't it? Right. And the highest unemployment rate by far was the Great Depression with about 25% uh, people being unemployed. Um, and then it has all the contributing factors for why each um, recession or with regards to the Great Depression. Uh, the stock market crash of 1929 caused the Great Depression. Um, Feds raising interest rates too quickly caused a major recession in 1949. Uh, oil embargoes, uh, again another Fed raising interest rates to combat inflation that was at the beginning of the 1980s. Uh, the dot-com bubble burst in 2001, which a lot of people had predicted. Um, the global bank credit crisis, that's when the housing market really tanked out. Uh, that was what we talked about before, 2008 into 2009 roughly. And then the last one, the COVID-19 pandemic. And now what's happening uh, with potentially and looking like it's another recession, um, part of the COVID um, problem uh, along with inflation. But it's not necessarily restricted to this country. It's sort of like a wave of these things that run around the world, everything from inflation to recession. So let's, let's talk about possible impacts on families. Uh, let's talk about jobs. And, you know, people measure their own personal feelings of self-worth um, based upon whether they have a job, whether they lose a job. And sometimes when people lose their jobs, it's a very difficult time economically and uh, psychologically and everything else. So what are some of the things we could do? Well, short term, you could file an unemployment claim. You could borrow money from friends or family if you 
suddenly lost your job, why don't you do something today? Why don't you make sure that your resume is current and up to date? Well, you know, that's, you know, usually a problem, not being able to find a job or, or losing a job in other um, job markets. But right now, I don't know how you can't find a job if you're looking for one in almost any field. Um, and that's been going on for quite some time. Usually when we place an ad um, out there on Indeed and other places, we get about 100 resumes. And the last couple times we've placed job ads, um, we've gotten two or three resumes, literally two or three. But that could change really quickly with the recession, couldn't it? I agree. That's what I'm saying is um, in past times when we're in a recession and unemployment, people are looking for jobs and unable to find them. Now there's almost any virtually every and any industry hiring right now. Well, how about improving your marketability? How about completing a degree, a college degree, or, or some other kind of training that you might be interested in doing? Uh, we've got several people in our office right now that are taking courses. I was just going to say that you can do it even while, while you're working. Yep. Um, you know, maybe you might want to be thinking about a new career field. And this would be a good time to be thinking about doing that. Yeah, going back to school while you're on unemployment might not be a bad idea. Get that degree, become more um, marketable. There's a company or a website, I guess it is, called Top Resume, that before you apply for your next job, you can send your resume into Top Resume, and they will do a free review of it and tell you whether it could be improved. That would be a smart thing to do. But think about... Maybe a part-time job right now. Well, that's a really important thing um, for anybody who's looking to try to get hired somewhere, regardless of what position you're applying for. Um, I've seen some really ridiculous resumes, unfortunately, for some positions that you know are professional positions. And it's definitely useful to reach out uh, either to that top resume, and they'll um, review it for you, I'm sure, at an expense, but... You must know somebody in your life, um, you know, who has a good eye for writing and people who can polish and clean up a resume. I've seen uh, typographical errors in resumes before. Tons. So uh, George Carlin once said, most people work just hard enough not to get fired and get paid just enough money not to quit. I guess he was a good advisor about the job market too, wasn't he? Yep. And... um, So think about the fact of what would you do if you lost income? How would it impact you? Set aside some money for a safety valve. Um, We've we've talked a lot about having an emergency fund, and people sometimes do it and sometimes they don't. Spend less money. Put some more money aside. So if you ever got hit in that kind of a situation, you can protect yourself a little bit. And again, something I read fairly recently is that restaurants, once again, unfortunately, are taking a big hit. Of course, they took a huge hit when COVID happened because they couldn't open their doors. And then when they could open their doors again, it was takeout only. And uh, they had to reinvent a lot of things. They had to create outdoor dining uh, spots and places, you know, like where we live, obviously suffered more so because you can't have outdoor dining year round. So they had to really reinvent a lot of things just in order to stay open. And I know several uh, business owners who have restaurants, and they've told me horror stories about just being able to stay afloat. Um, And now we're running into the potential of a recession. And again, I read recently that uh, one of the main um, industries that's going to take a major hit with that are restaurants because people are going to be dining out less. People don't want to dine out and spend the money. Um, it's cheaper to stay home and, and uh, cook a meal and maybe have it another night as leftovers. Um, sometimes there's a positive impact of a recession because your family is going to stay home together rather than eating out and spending money. Yeah, I mean, this article is kind of silly because, you know, I, I would love to have the fantasy of having a weekly family game night, but it just usually doesn't happen with how crazy, you know, our family is and you know, everybody going off in different directions for different activities. And then it says, um, instead of letting your kids play more video games, take the children hiking and fishing. Well, that's all well and good, but how many children 
can you get off the couch or off of the video games and force them into doing these things? No, but you can watch a basketball game together, for example. That's kind of fun to do. Or you can go to the zoo. So I'm going to ask some of the other people in the, in the audience here uh, listening today, how many people have ever been to the Buttonwood Park Zoo? Would you raise your hand? Oh, oh everybody's raised their hands. That's good. <laughs> so I had a chance to go there just recently on Sunday with uh, my daughter and my, uh, her two sons, the two grandsons. And for a low-key, inexpensive thing to do, it's a lot of fun. And it's a way to spend time with the family members as well. As someone who used to work here who lives right near the zoo, and she said that a long time ago the elephants used to walk around outside, outside. the zoo. Now I'd love the, to the see that. The keepers would take them mm. for walks. I guess liability became an issue at some point, but... Or, or yeah. elephant poop. Well, that's what I was just going to say is, <laughs> as someone who has to carry a little dog bone uh, plastic thing filled with trash bags to pick up dog poop, I wonder the size of the bags that they had to carry behind the elephants. Well, I, I uh, carefully pointed it out to one of my grandsons inside the when we went to the zoo on Sunday. <laughs> oh, well. Um... Anyway, uh, George Carlin also said, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. I like George Carlin. Did you like George Carlin? He was great. One of the all-time best, that's for sure. You remember him? Of course I do. So you're older than you think. I loved him. Yeah, it's a shame he passed away way too young. He yes. Was a brilliant mind. How about making some lifestyle changes? We talked about maybe you don't spend as much money to go out uh, maybe you go sit on the beach instead or go for a walk or go for a hike. Join the Dartmouth Natural Resources Trust. It's fairly inexpensive to do that. They publish a great little book called Walks in Dartmouth. And there's all kinds of great walking trails you can go to. And it doesn't cost any money if you're a member. Um, oh, and one of the other things to mention is I see so many people panicking and hear about so many people panicking and looking to sell off stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, all those things. Um, it's really, you know, for the most part, you, it's a buy and hold strategy. Not everybody is like that, but for the most part, you need to have a buy and hold strategy and not panic and sell off everything when the market is doing poorly. Um, there are some um, ETFs, mutual funds that um, have what are called alternatives. Alternatives used to be something that really only really wealthy uh, experience investors could uh, invest in um, and now there are some funds that have smaller pieces of these alternatives so um, you know less experienced and less wealthy investors can get a hold of that and alternatives have historically outperformed the market especially in an economic downturn when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the financial instruments and things that families can do and budgets and things of that nature. And um, George Carlin also said, may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. So with that piece of advice, we will be right back. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998. 8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. back ladies and gentlemen welcome back to pete lance and michael coleman and we're talking about what's going to happen if we get a recession well gosh we got to think about these things because maybe you're going to be doing more things with your family that don't cost as much money because you're not going to have as much money to spend or maybe your job's going to be in jeopardy so maybe you ought to get prepared a little bit and um don't use retirement funds to pay your bills unless it's absolutely necessary because you may pay some unnecessary taxes to take money out of your retirement accounts. What about other kinds of things that people should be doing for certain types of investments? 
We've already said that bank accounts right now are not paying anything at all. Why not put some funds into something like a tax-deferred indexed annuity? Those are principal-protected, first of all, so you don't lose principal. But they're also tax-deferred as long as the money is sitting there, so you're not paying taxes as they're earning interest. So you have sort of a double method of protection there. We'd be happy to talk to you about any of that, by the way, if you just give us a call and make an appointment to come in, 508-998-8858. So let's talk about some other tips and strategies, and let's talk about maybe some business opportunities. Maybe it's a time to rethink about what you want to do differently with your business. You may um, be interested in this for any of you history buffs. Um, or economic, you know, uh, buffs, people who are just interested in, in the economy. It's, uh, it was printed on September 27th of 2021, um, and it's on the History Channel website. And it's simply the how the U.S. got out of 12 economic recessions since World War II. And, you know, it's really interesting. Each one is uniquely different of how the recession started versus how the U.S. pulled out of the recession. And it was, it's a pretty fascinating read for anybody. I'm not going to go through it on the radio, but, um, again, it might be of interest for you to read. Well, you've got a lot of investment advice that you can provide in general, but you can't do it on the air. You can't do it on the radio. You have to do it in person. And, Mike, you're in a very similar position where you can't give legal advice on the radio. We always state that to make it clear. Mm-hmm. But you can certainly give some tips and You can certainly give advice if somebody wants to come in and make an appointment to see you and uh, answer some questions about why a trust might be better for them and much less expensive in the long run than having a will and having to go through probate. Yeah, we can meet with anyone out there listening. Our initial appointments are free, so we can sit down with you, uh, figure out what your needs are, what your assets are, what your goals are with your family, and then we come up with a strategy using Maybe a trust, maybe wills, maybe different kinds of trusts. So we'd be happy to meet with you. See, there's a way to save money. It's a free appointment. Right. You just come in. I, I have to give you this quotation that I think is adorable from George Carlin. Um, and you remember um, John F. Kennedy, or no, was it Robert he? Kennedy, who said, I see things that are, and I ask, you know, why not? Well, here's a quotation from George Carlin. Some people say things that are and ask why. Some people dream of things that never were and ask why not. Some people have to go to work and don't have time for all that. Yep. That's (laughs) especially uh, relevant in today's world. You have this blend of cynicism. I asked a, a good friend of mine if I could get a police detail... And he said, they're so difficult to get police details right now. I, I was asking to have it um, donated because it was for um, um, a nonprofit, if you will. It's not technically a nonprofit, but a, a program that I'm doing here in town. And um, he just said that they can't really get details for even paid details a lot right now. Um, so it's just tough. A lot of people just don't care to work or work extra. They're having a hard time filling jobs at any position. Well, it's the great workout that's taking place in the country. One of the things that's really interesting about this history article that I just mentioned is the um, dot-com crash and September 11th caused a a recession um, in 2001, less than a year, um, but it was a a real big hit. And the way that the economy was able to pull out of that recession was on the strength of the housing sector. And what's interesting about that... um, it, uh, I remember I was part of that group that bought houses, you know, in the mid 2000s and saw a major hit when the housing market totally crashed out. And the reason for that was just, just, just interesting because that other recession was propped up and, and was pulled out of because of the housing market. And then only a few years later, the housing market totally crashed. We had the housing bubble. And I remember I've been a real estate broker since 2004, 2005. I would go to closings and looking at these people getting 103% loans. So they literally were not putting anything down and receiving 3% back. And I kept thinking, how is this possible? This is scary. This doesn't seem right to me. And only a few years later, 
um, you know, everything crashed and people defaulted on their mortgages and all kinds of foreclosures were happening. I've noticed that in the local papers right now, the number of foreclosure notices is going up. It's happening right now. Well, the house prices are going up a lot, and I think people are stretching to buy houses. And don't you think sometime, Mike, that maybe those prices are going to come crashing down? And what happens to all the people that have right. bought houses at a higher price? And if we go into a recession, people lose jobs, or you know, any one thing goes wrong in a person's life when they've committed way more of their salary or their income to paying a mortgage one little thing changes, one little thing goes wrong, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden they can't afford that anymore. Yep, like losing a job, for example, and mortgage rates for borrowing for a home mortgage right now are going up again, and they're going up rapidly. Um, so pretty soon that's gonna have a negative impact on the, the buying market. People aren't gonna be able to wanna, or not gonna want to or be able to buy because the rates are going up again, and mm -hmm. the housing cost is gonna be greater. Yep, and there's some other, you know, interesting tips and tricks on a different article that we're looking at. It says, you know, maybe you take time off and don't go to college right now if you can't afford it because of, um, you know, the recession and um, just everything increasing in prices. Um, they're saying that you should have family meetings and talk about, you know, should we really do this weekend vacation? Should we really be paying for this right now should we really maybe not be doing a home improvement project and prioritize your bills in order um, you know number one making sure that you pay your mortgage uh, so you don't lose your house mm -hmm. um, but then other bills that are important to you know make sure you don't get shut off on your gas electric um, prioritize your bills and and pay the ones first that are most important if your budget is tightened up because of inflation but think about some secondary skill that you might develop where you'd be in demand. Um, I have a friend in Florida that uh, cannot afford to get by on her regular salary and she's been working for Marriott Corporation for years and years and years and she's taken a second job, a part-time job. You and I have a mutual friend, Pete, who's on vacation this week and I asked him last week, I said, oh, where are you going on your vacation? He said, no place. He said, we're staying at home and just doing some day trips. We're, having a staycation. I know a lot of people that do that and you know that's I wouldn't want to do that personally because I know that my wife would just have me doing home projects the entire time but <laughs> well sometimes you have to adjust <laughs> um, but think about something else um, maybe you rent out some rooms in your house to third parties just make sure you can live with that person um, there's lots of things to look at get rid of debt right now if you can Look at your debt at the moment and see if there's a way you can refinance it. Get in touch with us for some tips and ideas and strategies. And if you do have a portfolio that you want me to take a look at, there's never any pressure, never any fee for me to do that. You don't even have to come in if you don't want to. You can simply email me a copy of your statement and I can do a report to show you how your portfolio is performing right now. Possibly make some recommendations. Um, again, typically don't usually recommend a lot of changes, but in some cases, uh, I see some really glaring things that should be moved whether we are in a recession or not. Uh, and again, I talked earlier about the use of alternatives and how those have historically outperformed um, other mutual funds and ETFs that don't have those alternatives in them, even in a recession. Well, there's lots of things that we can do here to give you recommendations and advice for survival and survival in good times as well as survival in bad times. Um, the law firm Lancelot Inc. and Mike and Tenney can help you with making sure that your family is going to be protected if something happens to you. Very, very important. I have to interject a quotation from George Carlin that's just so great that I have to give it to you. I went to a bookstore and asked the salesman, where's the self-help section? She said if she told me it would defeat the purpose. <laughs> um, one real quick thing, and this is sort of the last thing I'll mention, is uh, we get a lot of people who come in who um, say that they don't like annuities, and yet when I actually discuss annuities and explain to them the real details about them, they are totally transformed into understanding why annuities can be a great financial tool. Um, a lot of people uh, have lost money in annuities, um, but that's 
variable annuities. You cannot lose money in anything that's a fixed or a fixed indexed annuity. Uh, it's actually a really good time potentially to be in uh, to start a uh, fixed indexed annuity, especially if you have lazy money uh, in the bank or at your house, uh, because the way that a fixed index annuity works is that when the market is down, if you get into it now, uh, when your anniversary period comes up, typically that means that the market is going to be higher or potentially much higher, and the potential for gains is much greater. So here's what we want to leave with you today, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you understand the difference between needs and wants. Things that you need are not necessarily things that you uh, – they are things that you have to have, but things that you want aren't necessarily things that you need. And remember also that we're here to help you. The law firm has at least 18 handouts of special articles on veterans' benefits and buying houses. The USA Wealth Group, we've got uh, at least eight good handouts to give you on retirement planning checklist. All we ask is that you send an email to the office or visit our website and tell us what you would like to have, and we'll be happy to send it to you. Or give us a call. So thank you so much for listening. Do something to get prepared for a recession, and always think about acting intentionally as you're doing this. Thank you. firm offers insurance services. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and USA Wealth Group, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.